Oh, Wayne, let's chat uh, a little bit of sailing, because Let's Go Sailing's coming up this afternoon. Ed Feathers is the voice you hear most pertinently. You didn't hear him last week. Ron Rasmus did a good job in the host chair. Uh, Ed, good morning to you. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Wayne. How did you find it last week, uh, handing the reins over? Oh, very enjoyable, Jacob. I was down in Bridgetown listening to uh, Warren doing the show. He was uh, terrific. He uh, interviewed a few people. Um, and uh, I think he learned a few things um, about doing the show, but always good to have someone else that works with you. Um, Ed, before we get on to the City Hobart, because I think it's about time we spoke about that, um, the land speed record, you sent me a little clip during the week, 222, I think it was, around that mark, kilometres per hour um, on land with a sail up. Well, I don't know if it's a sail, I'm not sure how you describe it, but uh, an extraordinary thing by the New Zealanders. Yeah, it's a machine, really, Wayne. It's, I think you call it a machine. and uh, Yeah, they do call it a wing sail, but um, it's fixed wing sail, not a soft sail. Last Sunday, Australian sailor Glen Ashby and Sea New Zealand broke that wind-powered world land speed record. It's yet to be ratified, but they got that machine up to 222.4 kilometres per hour, and I reckon there's a bit more in that. A bit, there's a bit more in that craft. The, the previous record was 2009 at 202. Point nine kilometres per hour, an amazing adventure, and 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 in building it, they pushed all those boundaries in aerodynamic structural forces, all the construction methods and the materials used, and 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 it was an outstanding achievement. But uh, they still reckon there's more in it. I don't know that it'll be this year, Wayne. I think they'll have a break now, but maybe next year, try and push it a bit further out. Uh, just fortunate they got that bit of a weather window, really. Ed, uh, as Wayne mentioned, the uh, Sydney to Hobart race is right on our doorstep now. It's just 11 days away. Uh, let's talk about the Sydney to Hobart race. What excites you about this year's edition? 114 boats, Jacob, 77th edition, test of seamanship and navigational seals, uh, eight international yachts, 400 footers, big ones, 13 TP52s, five Juno 3300s and 22 double-handers, 1pm Boxing Day. I think that's uh, enough to excite me about it, really. Can we get excited with the West Australians that are participating? Have we got one any West Australian boats, or I'm sure there'd be plenty of WA sailors. Yeah, look, there's always WA sailors in and about amongst the fleet, and many of them are on great boats. But there's three yachts from Western Australia in the race this year: Ducaster from Esperance, um, Enterprise Next Generation, a GP42 of Anthony Kirk is from here in WA, and Crush 2 of David Davenport is in the race. First time David's doing it. It's, he's, David's hoping that this, having this high-performance TP52, one of the 13 in the race, and uh, many people predict the handicap winner will come from that group, uh, will help to launch WA sailors onto the world sailing scene. He's got coach of the Australian Sail GP, Ben Durham, sailing on the boat. And Kai Coleman, who's been sailing with David, has had a leg up already. So his platform's already worked. He's, uh, Kai Coleman's joined the America's Cup team, American Magic for America. So that's a, a good thing he's already done. As well as the boats, there's, uh, as I say, a number of those sailors scattered through the float. Too many to mention, really, Wayne. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, WA likes going over there and likes to get involved in it. We've only, WA boats only ever won at once um, from here. Ed, um, normally at this time of year over here, we get nothing but nice weather. It'd be beautiful weather for sailing, but sometimes for the Sydney to Hobart race, you get some inclement weather, which plays havoc. Is that the main challenge of the race course? What else is there that, that uh, will challenge the sailors and the teams on the Sydney to Hobart? 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a sort of an, a a really interesting race. One of the big three destination yacht races in the world. This the starts a challenge, Jacob, getting safely out of Sydney Harbour with a million odd people watching the thing and boats everywhere on that harbour. They started on usually four lines, so getting out of the harbour safely is a challenge. Currently, there's a a, a current running down the coast at about one to four knots, so it runs down to the south, dragging the boat south. But when that south current hits the the breeze coming from the southerly as it pushes through in the transition that makes for nasty short sharp seas so that becomes a challenge a bit like a washing machine bass straight shallower uh, so it's even nastier if the transition hits when they're in bass stroke the bigger boats only see one of these transitions uh, usually in the sydney hobart with the southerly but the little boats uh, they're out there for five to seven days and and they face often two Tasmanian coast tricky, how you approach it and how you get onto that coast and work down that coast. If you're too close in, you miss the breeze. If you're too far out, it's got to be exactly right. And finally, finally, when you when often boats think they've got it in their bag, they're into the Derwent and the breeze shuts down overnight. There, The tide's going out and the hands on the trophy are ripped off pretty quickly. So it's a really big challenge and um, those are some of the challenges that I see. What about the line honours? It's usually only restricted to a certain number because of the big maxis. Line honours and then and maybe even handicap. What are you looking? Yeah, four big hundred footers um, in this in this race um, that are that, that are likely to do well. Uh, Blackjack, Comanche, Hamilton Islands, uh, boat of um, Wild Oats and Law Connect. So they're the big four. I, I reckon Comanche will be too good uh, if Hamilton Island. Wild Oats stays in one piece, they could win it, particularly with navigator Stan Honey on board. Many people in sport know Stan Honey, often through other sports. He's the guy that bought us the first down line in American football, um, the fluorescent puck that they use in ice hockey, uh, the flash on the baseball bat, and the lines on the America's Cup race course. So he's, a, he's one of the very great navigators in the world, and he's sailing on the uh, Wild Oats Hamilton Island boat. And so um, if that boat stays together, they'll push Comanche for line honours. And I think uh, we'll have a better idea in the weather when we see the weather closer to the day for the handicap winners. But they they will probably come from that group of the TP52. So I like in the TP52's Caro and Celestial. Uh, those are two good ones. Um, I like... Um, I like the Rachel Pugh 72 URM, a nice mix of experience and sail trimmers on that boat. Seve Jarvin will be there. Wild Oats, he's from Wild Oats in the past. An Olympic medalist, Jason Waterhouse and Joel Turner, who's a good 49 sailor. So that's URM, I reckon, Caro and Celestial. There you go. That's uh, at this stage who I think will do well. And Handicap? Yeah, those, that's on the Handicap, that's those, those three, I think, Jacob. Yep. So the... The uh, Caro, Celestial, and um, and the URF. So those are my handicap picks. But the big one, Comanche, probably for for Lion Honours. What else on Let's Go Sailing? That'll cover a fair bit, I reckon, of the show today. Ed from one o'clock. What else have you got coming up? Yeah, being such an iconic race, we'll mostly focus on the Sydney Hobart today on the show. Tony Hughes joining me this afternoon. Uh, uh, looking forward to catching up with Tony. We'll talk about that uh, land speed record, and and even if we can squeeze it in a couple of those regattas that are going on over the Christmas break now that COVID's over, people are travelling again and some 
teams from WA getting out and about and some Eastern Staters coming over here for some of the championships that are on over the Christmas break. Look forward to that. Ed, have a great show and always nice to chat to you on a Thursday morning. Yeah, good to chat with you guys. And beautiful weather for everything at the moment. Really enjoying it. Thanks, Certainly guys. Is. Good on you, Ed. Ed Feathers with us here on Let's, uh, from Let's Go Sailing on Sports Breakfast.